0: But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a monster Monday with a monster guest fresh off his retirement. I think based on what was on social media, we will have Ryan Fitzpatrick momentarily. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And as I always say, thank goodness, for those guys check us out on social media at ross tucker nfl at ross tucker pod it is a new week we'll have a new spread the word winner we'll have a new sponsor confirmation email winner we got some awesome sponsors this week and of course a new youtube shout out winner which i love youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl but first it's big show time the big show all right. As promised, joined by my buddy, my fellow Ivy League brother with an amazing, what do we call those hats? I, are the, those are like those are like newspaper delivery boy hats. Yeah, I think
1: I settled on Irish cap, I think. My <laughs> Irish cap, that's what the kids call it. Dad, why are you still wearing that Irish cap? It's usually how it's used in my household.
0: It's weird because it's like, um, it, it's, it, it, it perfectly shapes with your beard. Yeah, it's not a bad,
1: not a bad look, and the hair is out of control right now, so I don't even want to tip lift it up for you. So this is, I thought, being some fellow high, uh, not Harvard guys, Ivy Leaguers. Uh, I figured I'd class it up a little bit for you.
0: I'm a little bit mad at you, by the way, because you came to that Bills playoff game that I was calling. I didn't know you were there. I would have won. I've never had a beer with you. Like, I would have absolutely – Westwood One probably wouldn't have been thrilled with it since I was on the air broadcasting, but I absolutely would have chugged a beer at – I don't even – what do they call Ralph Wilson Stadium? So, I don't know. No, in, it's been in in Buffalo. Like
1: six times. Yeah, I don't even know what it's called anymore. But I do apologize. It was an in-and-out visit. Um, but I've got a bone to pick with you too. And Uh-oh. I don't know – that we're going to get a ton of hits and clicks off of this conversation. <laughs> but I want to take you back to October 23rd, 2021, Harvard, Princeton, Harvard wins in two overtimes. It gets called for pass interfer- offensive pass interference. We go to the third overtime, Harvard wins again. Everybody is off the field. And there's a BS review from the officials that says that Bob Sarace called a timeout. And then you guys allowed that to happen, even though that's not possible. Princeton ends up winning. Ivy League ends up making a statement that says we were wrong. We shouldn't have allowed Princeton to do the timeout with the review. Harvard should have won the game, but Princeton still gets it. What's your take? Integrity of the game on uh, how that played out and who should have won that game.
0: So my take is I called the Army game that day. Yeah. And I think they might have played Wake Forest. It was actually an awesome game. I hopped in my car and I ha- I was streaming the Harvard-Princeton game. And my take is I'm thrilled that it went to like five overtimes because it made my drive back to Pennsylvania go much, much faster. Yeah. It, it's it's so nice on a drive to be able to like listen to your alma mater or in a big game. And the funny thing is, Ryan, I didn't – I didn't. I was just listening, and I was listening to the Princeton radio broadcast. Right, so I yeah. didn't actually see what happened. It sounded. It sounded fine to me. I, it, <laughs> the, the, the end. The end result sounded good to me. That, that's kind of all I know. Is yeah. at the end when they said Princeton won and they were yeah. going crazy. I was happy about that during my drive. That's what I remember.
1: Yeah, I get it. I, so I don't like the new overtime thing. I don't know what your feel is on the the college overtime two-point conversion deal. Um, And I understand, I think they're trying to take more plays out of the game and everything, but I don't know. I don't love it. I don't think the theater is, like there were seven overtimes in another uh, game, but it was like failed conversion, failed conversion, failed conversion. It
0: just, I don't know that it's great. Um, that's going to be our next podcast because <laughs> literally my number one news item for today is yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick retires after 17 years. And it just oh, so happens that, cause I haven't done, I haven't done a show since Thursday morning. So it just so happens. I have you on the show. You didn't really say you're retiring, right? Like you texted, what, what did you do? You texted all your former teammates with like this thing that had their names in it. Explain to me what the text was and what it means.
1: Okay. So... I spent the night before with one of my sons putting together this word cloud. Uh, essentially, we went through every roster that I was ever on. We inputted all the names. We also had to put like a squiggly line in between the first and last name so that it would show up as the, the same thing instead of having a space because then there were two separate words. So We spent a lot of time. I had my son going, you do these four years. I'll do these four. You do these four. I'll do these four then we did the last one together. And um, I just sent it out the next morning, just as an appreciation text to a lot of the guys, especially the bigger names on that list um, that I just I love playing with. I just wanted to say thank you. I've kind of been at peace for, you know, six weeks or so on this decision, but I don't have social media. I didn't particularly have a team where it was like, okay, we're going to hold a press conference. Like, are we going to do nine? Like, what are we going to do? You know? Um, so I just texted this out to a bunch of guys and Fred put it out on his Twitter account or whatever he did. And then the next day, Fred Jackson sends me a text that said, Hey, my bad. I didn't know it would blow up like it did. You
2: know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, you know, I just, I felt like that was fitting though. You know, Fred was the biggest name on that word cloud of former teammates. Um, because I love playing with him and love everything that he stands for still. Um, so I felt like it was fitting that Fred ended up putting it out there. And then it just caught fire. Um, and then I had to confirm throughout the day with a few different people that, yes, I am officially retiring from the
0: NFL. Okay, so I, I haven't actually heard you, like, say that. So you, you, it, it's official. You are done playing football.
1: And this might be the first format place that I've said I am officially retiring from the NFL. So there you go, Ross.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. How does that make you feel?
1: You know, mixed emotions. I I feel great. I feel like, uh, you know, for a guy that didn't know if I was going to make it a year that was happy for year one and year two. And then as my career progressed, you know, expectations of myself, kept getting more and more. It wasn't just making a roster. It was, you know, becoming the guy. It was finding opportunities in different places to start. Uh, And then it was actually trying to be successful out there when I was playing, you know, instead of just hanging on to a job. So uh, it's been a crazy career, lots of ups and downs, but I've met so many fantastic, wonderful, lifelong friends um, in the business and, you know, moving around from place to place outside in the cities that we've lived in, in the communities that we've been in. So I'm really happy about it. I'm happy that uh, it was a 17-year career. I'm happy with the way that it ended up. And I traveled to so many different places. I wish it would have ended differently. I wish I wouldn't have hurt my hip last year. You know, And there were a lot of factors that go into actually calling it quits and retiring, but I'm very happy with uh, my career and thankful and grateful for all the great people I was able to play under and play with.
0: It's awesome, man. Um, it's awesome. I, I guess uh, the follow-up question would be uh, why now? Well, there's a couple, a couple factors that went into it.
1: One, the, the hip injury from last season, uh, you know, it just ended up being a little more complicated than what was initially thought. Initially it was a torn labrum. It was six to eight weeks. Uh, I'm sure you've probably done that playing O-line. There's a lot of guys you get it cleaned out at the end of the year. Um, you know, mine happened in one particular play or an instance, and it, I still haven't had surgery on that injury. That injury is kind of scarred over and healing up. Just had some other issues in there. Uh, <laughs>
0: I see you. So, so my, but it's a long story, dude. You can appreciate this. I can, I can, I can really
1: appreciate. I don't know if it's a kid or if it's your wife or a dog that you're screaming it's, at it's, in the background. It's,
0: it's my wife and some people at the house to do some work. I'm at the Jersey Shore right now. She knows I'm doing this show so i'm just trying to get her to, to be quiet yeah, so it's, it's anyway awful, man. Th- you know what th- th- it's very fitting that i that this is when you could do it i happen to be at the beach this week with my wife's family uh this is real life man by the way this is the media now though like you can do a show at the beach with ryan fitzpatrick saying he's retiring and uh it's pretty hilarious man this is this is real life this is how it is
1: good stuff man but i just the three factors were essentially hip injury that was more serious than initially thought um you know in in, in rehabbing and doing things for that day to day i'm feeling good i'm not in pain walking around uh, i've got about five or six rounds of golf under my belt and I'm <laughs> a golf club pain free which was a big step um but then after that it was you know if i'm going to pick up my family and move them somewhere with my oldest now being in high school. Um, it just gets more complicated every time. So what am I doing this for? You know, there weren't necessarily any starter bridge, those type of jobs I've had in the past. So I didn't really want to move and sit and not play. So all those factors kind of combined into one made it a pretty easy decision to say that, you know, this was going to be it.
0: Um, Would you still be playing if your hip was okay, do you think? Uh,
1: yeah. So I, I think I think I could probably clear – I think I could probably clear physical, maybe. Um, so I don't know that that's the issue. I, I think that in hurting my hip and in being out like I was – uh, for the length of period that I was and not being able to play basketball with my kids in the driveway and run around in the front yard and play soccer, it was an eye opening experience. It was eye opening when the doctors told me in the four week scan, you know, let's not worry about playing this year. Let's worry about avoiding a hip replacement in the next few years. Um, you know, it was eye opening when they were like, well, it would have been better if you would have fractured your hip because of the impact, and there was just no relief when it hit the the hip wall. So I there were some scary things that came out of this where I thought, you know, it, it's – I took more of a second look at it based on some of the injury stuff and the health of my hip to where that definitely contributed to it. If I didn't hurt my hip last year, I'd probably still be playing, yes. Uh,
0: you know, I remember at some point during the season – and if people can't – don't know, Ryan and I are friends. And at some point during the season, I texted you and you, you told me um, – that the hip injury was more complicated than you thought. Um, I was worried about you, man. Just, just, you know, just because you wouldn't say that unless it was real. And it's funny because you look at things so differently now. I I know I do having not played for a while, but like the amount of money they would have to pay me to go back out there and to take (laughs) the chance and and seriously, right. And to take the chance of having an injury like you just had like, like I, I watched that Alex Smith show, yeah. which by the way, I cannot believe Alex came back to play after that by the way i just wow. can 't believe it and i I love football man like I love it, but i don 't know maybe you have to maybe it has to be done for you, and you get to the other side to realize that there's more there's 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 other stuff you can do that 's still fun and there 's more to life you know what i mean yeah.
1: but it but it i i mean I loved Playing so much. I mean, the injuries that I had, I, you know, I had a uh, fractured tibia, which in the grand scheme of things wasn't a big deal. They put, you know, they put a rod right through the middle of your tibia and it heals itself and you're good to go. And it's probably stronger on that side than my other side now. I tore ligaments in my thumb. Non-throwing hand again wasn't a big deal. So my entire career, I was so fortunate to be able to avoid – those big, serious injuries. And I think for a lot of guys, you know, an ACL and Achilles, those type of injuries where it's a whole off season worth of rehab just to get back. And then just to have something else happen that starts to add up. And it, the mental toll even just crushes you, but this, this was the first injury where I was like, okay, long-term health, uh, not, not great. When you start talking about avascular necrosis, which is a very scary thing. And, uh, just how complicated the hip is. Uh, it was the first injury I had that was eye opening, where it was like, okay, I, I need maybe to step away from my kids as well because this isn't this isn't necessarily you know. It's, I love playing, but you know the like you start weighing the positives yeah. and the negatives, and I think that's just kind of where I got to. Now I will say about Alex, even more so than Alex's love of the game, I feel like for Alex it was such a challenge. The, the, yeah challenge for him to actually get back on the field and for everybody in the organization that tried to not put him on the field and I get it I mean I'd be scared to death to let the guy go back on the field but he just saw it as a challenge against all odds with the health of his leg and against all odds with everybody that was rooting against him and they had good reason to because they didn't want to see him get hurt again but he proved so many people wrong by doing that and became such an inspiration for everybody And I think that Is so cool to see. And worst text message, I think I might have told you this, but worst text message I ever wrote in my life was to Alex, which after he got hurt, I fractured my tibia. So I said, hey, you know, I'm a couple of years over fracturing the tibia. It took me about nine months. You'll be good as new in no time. Sent the text. And then he said, well, it's a little more complicated than that. I was like, okay, very sorry, Alex. But I've, I've been a huge fan of his forever. And he is very happy right now. I can tell
2: you that.
0: You know, um, you didn't know. You were just trying to do something nice. Um, you know, you didn't know. It, it's interesting, Ryan, because, um, you know, you you went to Harvard. I went to Princeton. And I know that we can do other things. And I always think it's funny when you hear these guys when they're players and they're like, I'm so much more than just a football player. You know, football is just what I do. It's not who I am. Like, people love saying that. I always felt the opposite. Like, I loved being a football player. I loved being known as a football player. I loved that that was my identity. And one of the things I really struggled with when I retired is I wasn't a football player anymore. And, and I didn't know what I was. And that was hard for me to say. That was hard for me to think. I tried to explain to my wife, and it's like it's my first love, and it's over forever. Uh, I really struggled with it. To the point where um, I just went all in, dude, on like losing weight. So I went from 310 to 248 in like four months. I invested all of that energy into just, I had to put it somewhere. I had to put that anxiety and disappointment, whatever it was, right? right. Um, you said for six weeks you felt at peace with it. What do you think about that? Like you're never going to play again. You're not a football player anymore. Do you have negative energy or do you have um, – are you struggling with that and are you able to to put that energy anywhere?
1: I mean, my – the two things – and everybody says the first one, but the two things that I know I'm going to miss, one is camaraderie. I mean, locker room, more so than – I don't know that anybody misses practices and whatever else, but the games, but the, just sitting at the – lunch table and having guys come in and out and spending two hours there and having conversations with guys that, you know, their backgrounds are so much different and it's so diverse. And that part of it for me is going to be hard to find. Maybe I can go to a local Starbucks and sit and see if people come up and talk (laughs) to me. Um, and then the, the high, like, the highs and chasing that, like, you know, those weird faces that I make and like throwing a touchdown and winning a football game like that, the high that I get from celebrating with my teammates and having such exciting moments, I don't know where I'm going to find that, you know, and and I'm not going to become the crazy Like, I love watching my kids play sports, but I'm not going to become the crazy dad that's yelling at umpires and, you know, cussing out soccer refs. And, like, I enjoy them playing sports, but I enjoy them playing sports and watching more so because team sports are so important for kids. I just think they're so important to be able to go – to work hard, to dedicate yourself to something, to all have a common goal. It doesn't have to be football, but I want all my kids to be involved in team sports, at least for a little bit to be able to experience and to feel that. And so the other part of it for me is like, and I talk to my wife about this all the time, that's 17 years of NFL experience, knowledge, perspective in the back of my head. So what are the things I can do? I can coach or I can get into media in some capacity, you know, whether it's the, the broadcasting stuff, whether it's podcast, whatever, um, I'm definitely not going to get into coaching because I love my family too much. And it's just a tough business, especially at this point and where I'm at in my life. Um, you know, to do that and everything, my family has already sacrificed for me. So that leaves the media side of it potentially the broadcast side of it and just I want to be able to share what is locked up in here and maybe people like it maybe they won't but I want to stay connected to the game in some capacity Um, so that's kind of the next step for me right now trying to figure that out
0: well, uh, you will obviously be fantastic in whatever you try to do. I had the same thought. I didn't want to be a coach because I didn't want to get fired anymore. I already got <laughs> cut yeah. four times traded <laughs> once. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, you know, the media is not quite the same, but I think it's about as close as you can get. And we can have a, a conversation offline sometime. Big difference between doing studio stuff and actually calling a game. Big difference oh, yeah. in terms of the uh, the energy, the way you feel. So um, whatever you do, man, you will be awesome at it. I can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to hopefully have you on the show more. Congratulations on an amazing career. You know, you really repped the Ivy League. In an amazing way, you know, the same, the same way that I like that Brady keeps playing because I play with him. And like, so my daughters can tell the kids at school that my daddy played with Brady. So yeah. I, I want Brady to play forever. You know, um, <laughs> it was the same with you because like the more you played, the more like Ivy league football was talked about and was cool. And I could be like, Oh yeah, but he didn't get into Princeton or, you know, just make some joke. <laughs> that's not true or whatever. So um, unbelievable career, man. Uh, it, you know, you played quarterback the way I would have liked to have played quarterback. You know, like, I, I I, would text you after games and be like, why are you, like, trying to run people over? Like, you are an idiot, dude. Stop doing that. Yeah. But you couldn't help it. Couldn't help it, man. It's part of, <laughs> part of my game
1: and part of who I was. But uh, I've gotten a lot of texts in the last few days as this has come out from former teammates – that are like, okay, I always, I always kept them feeling young. They would watch me on Sunday and be like, wait a minute, you know, I've got a – they're saying I've got a beer belly I haven't played in 15 years, but Fitzy's still out there doing it, so at least I feel a little bit young. But they're crushing me now. They're like, all right, now it's over. Now we all officially are very old. We're all about to hit 40. Uh, but who knows, maybe I'll join a beer league softball team or something.
0: Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Unbelievable career. I really appreciate it. Hope to have you on again at some point after we figure out what you're doing next. Thank you so much. All right.
1: Thanks, Ross. Thank you for your wife respecting the interview as well.
0: I can't wait to tell her when this is over. Thanks, man. All right. See you. All right. There he is, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That guy is unbelievable. Um, so glad to be able to get him on the show. So glad to even when I'm somewhere else, when I'm not at home, like I'm at the Jersey Shore with my wife's family to be able to have ExpressVPN because using the Internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your keys in your car while you run in the gas station for a snack. You don't do that. Who knows? I mean, you're probably fine. But what if somebody sees that and drives off with your car? It doesn't take much technical knowledge to hack someone. I mean, like 12-year-olds can hack you, and your data is valuable. Hackers make up to $1,000 per person selling personal info on the dark web. So as much as I travel, hotels, airports, I'm not messing around. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com Tucker, that's E-X- p-r-e-s-s com slash tucker and you can get extra three months free expressvpn.com slash tucker another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Tuck takes. All right, so he made it official. Ryan Fitzpatrick retires after 17 years in the
0: NFL with nine teams. Started football games for nine teams. Nobody's ever done it before. Just an awesome guy, as you can tell. A terrific career. Not all careers are going to be Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, but that doesn't mean they're not still awesome. I don't know. What did he make, $80 million for his family? Got to play professional football for 17 years, live in nine different cities. He had an amazing career. You know, you don't need to win a Super Bowl or be a Hall of Famer to have an amazing career. Tux takes.
2: Uh, seven-time Pro Bowler, Alex Mack, also retiring from the NFL. This after his
0: 13 years. It's a big loss. Big loss for the Niners that they're going to have to fill at center. Uh, Alex is another friend, by the way, that I could probably get on the show sometime soon. The older you are, the better chances that I'm friends with you in some capacity. But seven-time Pro Bowler is incredible. He actually he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he actually might go ahead and get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
2: Tux takes. And one more guy, one more notable guy retiring, and this guy probably will hit the Hall of Fame, and that's Frank Gore. Officially retires as a niner.
0: Right. Uh, he signed a one day deal. That's obviously the team that most people remember him the most with. He had another ridiculous I mean, all three of these guys, ridiculous careers. For Frank to play as long as he did, especially after he tore not one but both. ACLs in college, it's just absurd. I mean, it, it's absurd he was able to do what he did. Tuck takes. All right, let's talk about Deshaun
2: Watson. He reportedly offered a hundred thousand dollars to settle every lawsuit, but four of them rejected due to uh, NDA wording. Lawyer says that quote happy ending is not illegal, and a twenty fourth lawsuit will be filed today.
0: Well, before I get to any of that, Bri, I have to tell you what I am wearing on my feet right now. Ufos. Ufos makes active recovery footwear. Shoes, slides, boots, and clogs. You guys would not believe how many emails and tweets I'm getting from listeners that were like, Ross, I'm going to pull one up for the next time we talk about Ufos. They're like, you weren't kidding. This is amazing. I've talked about it. It's like you're floating on a, uh, a cloud of pillows. It is absolutely amazing. Ufoam technology is what separates Ufos from other cushioned and performance footwear brands, elevating it to a scientifically proven recovery solution. I cannot imagine ever wearing anything different now that I've been exposed to Ufos, which is probably the best thing I can say about it. Like, I cannot imagine at this point Wearing anything else. UFOs. Um, I wear them all. I, I, I especially like the shoes and the slides and, and the clogs. Incredible. Um, speaking of incredible, Bry, this is not going well for Deshaun Watson. I mean, this is, this is not good. So think about how much more he's going to have to pay to settle these lawsuits now. I guess four of them, this report came out, the four of them rejected due to the NDA wording. He should have changed the NDA wording and gotten this done. Now his lawyer's going on Houston radio with another Ivy League buddy, Seth Payne, saying that Uh, A happy ending is not illegal at the end of a massage. How does that help your client at all? Why would you say that? I mean, some of these lawyers, I have no idea what they're doing. Now, they had a 23rd lawsuit last week, a 24th lawsuit this week. If you're the NFL, this is a nightmare. Because how do you know, in fact, you don't know if or when it will ever be over, and you probably just want it to be over so you can resolve it somehow, some way. Some good news. The
2: NFL is no longer requiring COVID testing.
0: Well, I'll get to that in a second, Bry. but more good news for everybody listening or watching. It is so easy to get clothes from Express online. It's amazing. Find something for every destination at Express, online or in store. I mentioned this on the College Draft podcast. My new thing from Express, their bathing suits are amazing, absolutely amazing. Their swim trunks, the printed stretch swim shorts, I love it. You can ask my wife, who has already been referenced once on this show. I wear these swim shorts out at night. Like, I wear them to a bar. I wear them – when we go get ice cream, that's how good they look. Express. Make sure you find something for every destination at Express online or in store. As for what you were talking about, Bri, yes, it is good news. Um, but I don't know. I'm sure they reserve the right to start the COVID testing up again if things get bad again. But I think – I think any any step like this means this is where the FL thinks the science is, which is a positive, obviously, for all of us.
2: Tux takes. All right, last but not least, the Philadelphia Eagles revamped their scouting department.
0: Unbelievable. I mean, I, I I'm not going to go through all the changes they made, but they have two new assistant GMs. They have like a whole new setup. It's really interesting as a guy that obviously follows that team closely. To see just how much of a change they've made, it's like they are starting from scratch almost. Although they are, they did promote a lot of people from within, so they're not starting from scratch. But uh, major changes for sure, Bry, uh, which I find very interesting. That'll do it, by the way, for today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Awesome, awesome guest with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Love that interview. I think a lot of people will be talking about a bunch of the things that he said. Shout-outs are in order to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, humanheadnyc.com, Sports.com, go-bangles.com, one of Ryan Fitzpatrick's teams, Evergreen Economics. Uh, We will, of course, have an awesome Even Money podcast talking sports betting 101 with Steve Fezzik tomorrow. You don't want to miss that. And then we'll have Joe Dolan on Wednesday's Fantasy Feast podcast with a special guest. And we'll have a special guest on Monday's Ross Tucker Football Podcast, 25 years in the NFL as a scout, just moved on in May. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast.